Welcome to the Mama Project Podcast, where we discuss all things pregnancy, postpartum, motherhood, parenting, and beyond. I am your host, Christine Zifra, a mom to an incredible baby girl, two fur babies, and married to the most amazing man and life partner. I am an entrepreneur, former gym owner, lifelong athlete, and career fitness professional. I am a lover of all things fitness, especially strength training and triathlons. Mama Project is a coaching platform where I provide other moms unique strategies to improve both their physical and mental health during seasons of pregnancy and postpartum. The goal of this podcast is to supply you with tools and resources to guide you wherever you're at in your journey, offer inspirational stories from myself and guests, ultimately educating and entertaining you along the way. If you are a mom currently pregnant or recently postpartum, this podcast is for you. I would love it if you subscribed so that you can get updated when a new episode is released. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Mama Project podcast. I am your host, Christine Zifra, and today is going to be another off-the-cuff shorty episode because my girl is napping and she's almost an hour in and I'm not sure how much time I have left. So if you're a mom, you know what I mean when you're like, I could get an hour, I could get an hour and a half. And honestly, I'm grateful because for the past few weeks or so, she's just been giving me half hour naps. So now that we're getting to an hour, it's like we're getting somewhere, right? Uh, But today I wanted to talk about a couple of things. I wanted to talk about when it's time to get a second opinion, either another doctor or another physical therapist or even another coach or trainer. And I wanted to talk a little bit about doctors at the beginning. And I was going to title this episode something different, but I didn't want to come off harsh or crass. But I was actually going to title this episode, Your Doctor Doesn't Know Everything. (laughs) And I didn't want to piss anybody off. So I decided not to do that. Anyways, so speaking of your doctor not knowing anything, I have a lot of respect for doctors. They are very smart individuals. They go through a shitload of school. They know their stuff, but let's get one thing straight. Doctors, just in general, primarily are trained and educated in medicine, right? Like they are not educated in exercise or in nutrition. So why are you taking diet and exercise advice from your doctor? You know, when I went in for my seven-week checkup, one of the doctors said not to lift over 20 pounds, not to get my heart rate over 140. And of course, I like, you know, to myself, rolled my eyes because as a coach that is educated in exercise and in pregnancy and postpartum athleticism, one of the certifications I have, I definitely know better, but this is the information that is getting put out there. And I'm sure you've heard other things like do what you've always done and, you know, the opposite extremes, right? But don't start anything new and, you know, stuff like that. Don't eat this and don't eat that. Diet and exercise. But doctors are just, they're just not educated in exercise and nutrition like a dietitian would be or a nutritionist or a coach that has multiple certifications or maybe has a degree in kinesiology like I do. So take what your doctor says in terms of diet and exercise advice with a very small grain of salt because nine times out of 10, they really don't know 
what they're talking about. And they probably struggle with diet and exercise themselves. Let's be honest. So that's my take on doctors. It's funny because even postpartum, I had a host of issues going on. I, and if you haven't seen my YouTube video on my postpartum journey, I will put it in the show notes so you can watch it. But long story short, my, I had a really horrific labor delivery postpartum experience. Wanted to go all natural, didn't happen. My daughter, um, at which I didn't know she was a girl, but um, her arms were by her face. So I almost had a sh- shoulder dystocia situation. So I had some severe tearing where she tore my cervix, she tore my perineum, she tore my labia, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, did you even know that you could tear your labia delivering a baby? Because you can. I did. <laughs> so my recovery was brutal. I literally was like on bed rest for four weeks. I could not, I mean, my first postpartum walk was at four weeks and it was a 10 minute walk. That's all I could handle. I was just so uncomfortable down there, still healing, still bleeding. I think I bled for like six weeks. Let's not talk about my scare at three weeks postpartum where I hemorrhaged at home and had to have an emergency DNC. Did you also know that... They could leave placenta in your uterus because I didn't. And that happened to me. They left part of my placenta in my uterus and I started hemorrhaging at home at three weeks postpartum. And that was a scary experience itself. So I'll probably have to film a little YouTube on my postpartum experience or film a, sorry, podcast episode because uh, I know not everybody has watched my YouTube and I feel like my story is, uh, unique, but maybe not. I mean, I don't know. I've, you know, known a lot of pregnant women and I only know one that um, had that. uh, It's called retained placenta after birth. So anyways, getting into getting a second opinion. So it's funny because postpartum as a coach, I knew that there were things that I could do right away to start healing. You know, you are not given the green light to really start exercising until six weeks postpartum. And I agree with that. And I also disagree with that. Your body does need time to rest for sure, but you can do some very rehabilitative, light exercises, breath work those first six weeks, you know, and immediately when you get home from the hospital. So when I got home from the hospital, immediately I started doing my breath work. I started, you know, trying to engage my pelvic floor, reconnecting my core, um, you know, because your your abs are so separated and it's that this is completely normal. All of our abs have to separate to accommodate a growing baby. So you can do some very gentle exercises postpartum those first six weeks. I didn't pick up any weights until probably like week six. And I'll tell you what, even at week six, I was not cleared to do anything, but I knew that I could do lightweight stuff, especially upper body. All the lower body stuff I started doing was body weight. So I started at that time doing body weight squats, body weight lunges, body weight hinges, still working on my breath work and rehabilitative exercises. And then once I got cleared at 12 weeks postpartum, I was fully cleared to do whatever I wanted, right? I could go run, I could go lift, I could go whatever. But I I spent the 12 weeks building a foundation 
and I picked up a barbell. I finally felt like I could pick up a light barbell and do some deadlifting. And I sent the video to my doctor. And if she's listening to this, you know, you know, I love you. But she was like, that's way too heavy and freaking out. And I'm like, this isn't the, I've been building up to this. Like I've been doing body weight stuff the last 12 weeks. Like, and I started doing dumbbell deadlifts. Like this is just a natural progression of this foundation that I've built and it's called progressive overload. So you start with like nothing, no weight, body weight stuff. Then you start with light weights and then you just progressively make it harder as you're improving. I mean, I had prolapse going on at this time. So I got my prolapse diagnosed finally at 12 weeks postpartum because my my PT that I was seeing, my first PT, she diagnosed me as a grade one rectal and bladder prolapse. So then I started working with her very religiously. I was going once a week for so long. And my goal with her was obviously to start feeling less symptomatic, but I also wanted to get back to running, jumping, and like all the things. So I worked with her for a long time and I was starting to get frustrated because I was getting to the point where I was like, okay, I'm functioning now, like I'm working out, I'm walking, but I'm not like performing and I was functional, right? But I wanted to get to a point where I could perform and where I could get to back into running and back into whatever. And, you know, she gave me some interesting parameters of like what I needed to do to get back to those things. And... It wasn't until another PT that I follow on Instagram, Dr. Carrie Pagliano, I interviewed her a couple weeks ago, she called my PT out on the parameters she gave me to return to running. I was using these Kegel weights, and if you're close to me, you know what I'm talking about. They, they look like, they're like vagina dumbbells. I don't even know how to describe them, but they, they're like weighted, you stick them up there, and you squeeze. So my PT I was working with told me that I had to get to the heaviest one if I wanted to run and jump and do all the things again. And I was stuck on like the middle one. I couldn't get past it. And Carrie, I told her this and she was just so, she was just like dumbfounded. She actually did like a reel about it. And of course I feel dumb because, you know, I'm with a PT that is supposedly helping me get to the next level, but she was like, you should probably get a second opinion. Um, you know, there's return to running guidelines. Everybody should know about this. It's They've been out since 2019. So I went on her website and I looked at those and like my PT didn't even mention that. Like, I mean, I didn't know that. I didn't know that in 2019, like a group of PTs came up, came out with return to running guidelines postpartum. And there were like different boxes that you had to check. Like you had to be like at least, you know, six to 12 weeks postpartum, something like that. And then a slew of exercises that you were to try to get through asymptomatically. So like jumping, single leg jumping, running in place, single leg bridge, things like that to get back to running. And so I did it. I did the return to running protocol and I pretty much, I did great on like 90% of it. There was like a couple of things that I didn't pass and I wasn't feeling symptoms. I just wasn't, I just fatigued. Like I had like muscle fatigue and Carrie's like, I think that's great. She's like, I definitely think you can start doing like a run to walk protocol. So when she mentioned all this, I'm like, I get so frustrated because I've been working with this PT for months now and I felt like I was getting better, but now I'm like rethinking, like maybe I need to go get a second opinion. Like maybe I need to you know, 
seek out somebody who like is supportive of my goals. And like, don't get me wrong. Like I loved this, my first PT and she definitely got me back. She was, she definitely helped and got me to a point where I was functional, but she wasn't very supportive of like the athletic goals that I had. So like I told her I wanted to do a sprint triathlon at the end of July. And she was like, Ooh, like, I don't know, like that seems, you know, kind of like close. And then I told her I signed up for a half Ironman in September. And she was like, Oh, it sounds like a bad idea. Like, I don't know. And like, okay, lady, like, I think I need to talk to someone who's going to be supportive. And like, yeah, I, I understand if I'm being unrealistic, but it's not like I need to run the entire 5K or run the entire half marathon. Like, can I get to a point where I can run walk the thing? And this PT of mine, you know, she's nice and great, but she doesn't really work out like I do. So I'm like, I kind of think I need to go see somebody who works out like I do and like gets it from a athletic standpoint and like a performance standpoint. So that's when I started seeing my new PT. She's actually a chiropractor who is, and I would love to have her on the show. So hopefully I will get to that point, but she's local to me and she's a chiropractor, but she has certifications in pelvic rehabilitation because of what she went through with her experience with prolapse and everything. And she's a runner and she lifts weights. And so I knew like she was going to be supportive of my goals and like get it and like listen to me like my first visit with her I was like she started giving me like things to work on and she was just like okay like because I was feeling symptomatic when I hinged and when I did cat cow so then she started troubleshooting and like giving me different loads and exercises and she was like okay do those exercises again do you feel it then no you don't okay cool this is what I want you to work on and give me like three or four different exercises to work on And so I've been seeing her every other week so that I have time to like work on, you know, the exercises and work on running and work on jumping and things like that. And besides her, I'm working with two other coaches to help me navigate prolapse because it's just so I've never dealt with it before. And getting back to running and jumping has been scary mentally uh, because how do you run and jump when you feel like a tampon's falling out of your vagina? Um, Because that's what prolapse feels like a lot of the times. So uh, I'm working with a fellow, two fellow PMPA coaches, one for, you know, strength training, a woman who has prolapse because I just want support and someone who gets it. All of her workouts are everything that I do normally. It's just that feedback, someone to be there, someone to ask questions when I'm feeling symptoms, you know, doing hinges or deadlifts or whatnot, because my symptoms have changed over time. And then I'm working with a PMPA coach to help me build back into running um, and into triathlon. And when I told her my goals and I said, you know, I signed up for this race and I signed up for the half in September, she was like, well, I totally don't think September is unrealistic. She's like, you probably wouldn't be able to run the whole half, but You could have done that because I deferred the race to December to give myself more time. But I was just like, I felt like I could breathe. I felt like, oh my gosh, like someone is listening to me and someone is supportive of the goals that I have and what I want to do. And it just felt, I'm like, now I'm in the right place. So like I'm working with a PT who gets it because 
she's had prolapse herself. She's a runner. She's a lifter. She likes to hike. She, she's like, she gets it because that's, you know, someone that I have a lot in common with. And then again, like the strength coach and the triathlon coach are very supportive of my goals. And I'm finally getting to a place where if I'm feeling symptomatic, I know what's causing it. And a lot of the times it's not even my exercise. It's like stress that's going on in my life. Like Evelyn wasn't sleeping well for like two weeks and I was so stressed out about it and I wasn't sleeping well. And so my vagina felt terrible. And I know that that's why my vagina felt terrible because of not sleeping well and being stressed and all the things. And so if you're listening to this and you're someone who's struggling with something, whether it's prolapse or incontinence or diastasis, you need to get a second opinion if, if your provider whether it's a doctor or PT or coach is just is not listening to you or like tells you like, well, that's just normal. That's just like how it's got to be like, no, like, no, go find somebody else, like turn around, walk out the door and find somebody who gets it. Find somebody who does the activity or activities that you want to do. It's like, okay, I would never get my hair cut by someone who has terrible hair Or you wouldn't get marriage counseling from someone who had a terrible marriage. Like, stuff like that. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, go seek out providers who have have been there before, have done it, you know? And honestly, like, I'm grateful for having prolapse. That's going to sound really weird because I'm going to be, I know that in a year, two years, five years, whatever it is, like... I'm going to have women that come to me that are struggling, that want to get back to running or that want to get back to, you know, lifting or whatever, and they're struggling with their prolapse. And I'm going to be able, I'm going to be like, I get it. Like, I've been there. And like, don't be scared. These are the things we have to do. So I'm so grateful to have found um, a PT and coaches that are supportive of me and that get it. And I urge you to do the same because... You deserve to be heard, okay? And you deserve to be supportive in whatever you want to do, whether that's not peeing your pants or not feeling like you're having a tampon fall out or not feeling like your core is super distended. So go find those providers out there that support you in all of your goals. And don't be afraid to challenge your current provider. Ask lots of questions because that's what I did. And I hope that you get the help that you deserve. So thank you for listening to this episode. And it's a success because my girl is still sleeping and I got through recording. So it's a great day. So have a great rest of your day. And I look forward to having you all tune in on the next episode of Mama Project Podcast. See you next time, guys. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Mama Project Podcast. If you'd like to see more from me, head over to Instagram and follow at christine.adele.fit. You can also check out my Mama Project channel on YouTube. If you'd like more information on any of my coaching programs, I'll include my contact info in the show notes so we can connect. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss out when a new episode is released. See you next time.